Hey, you guys, it's episode four. Is it episode four already? Oh, my God. We've been doing this for a month, you guys. Well, then I've been doing this for a month, and you guys have been listening. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of you guys who have given me awesome reviews on Apple Podcasts. I so appreciate it. You know, I'm new to this whole podcast game, but uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it because let me tell you, I kind of need this podcast this week. I have had a rough week. I have not had an easy week as an actress um, or really as a person. Honestly, I got a lot of rejection this week. So let me just give you a little insight. Um, Being an artist, being an actress, being a dancer, singer, whatever you are, you go through times when you are working and you are loving life and you are on top of the world. Your auditions come along and if you don't get it or you get it, you're like, it's fine. I'm totally fine because I got this other thing. But then there's sometimes when you're like, I got nothing happening and I got no auditions. I got no prospects because you don't know what's coming around the corner. Or you've had a lot of auditions and you didn't hear anything. And the way that you find out, sometimes, you know, maybe they'll call you and say, oh, you were so great, but we didn't pick you. Or you find out by looking at like variety.com or playbill.com and you're like, oh, she got it. Oh, that's not, that's great for her. I'm really happy, but I'm still not working. So that can sometimes spin you into a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a spiral down. So that was this week. I did not have a good week, but let me tell you. Talking to my guest who um, is on this episode today really helped me because she is so empowering. She creates her own content. She has her own series. She has her own YouTube channel, which has thousands of subscribers. And millions of people have seen her do um, this one, actually two or three, I think it is, uh, videos on her series the life of an actress. So you guys are going to learn a lot about creating your own content this episode. You're going to learn a lot about uh, empowering yourself as an artist and as an actress and how we really control a lot more than we think we do. So I hope that this empowers you. I know it did me talking to Tiffany. I adore her. This is only my second conversation with her. So um, we are definitely going to be talking a lot more. I love this girl. I think she's a phenomenally funny actress, and you guys are going to love her. So let's get into it. This is Confessions of an Actress. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. For the past two decades, I've worked professionally on Broadway, in TV, and film in New York and L.A. This show takes you on the inside track of what life is really like as an actress in the entertainment industry. I'll be talking to my guests about the highs and lows of becoming and being an actress. Let's get real. All right. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Meredith. How are you doing today? I am fantastic for once. Oh, you're fantastic. I know because you just booked a job. I did. I did just book a job. <laughs> and you did you film yesterday? Yes, I filmed yesterday and Thursday. Oh, so it's a two-day shoot. Oh, nice. And this is a Subaru yeah. commercial, I think. It is a Subaru commercial. Yes. Nice. My That's first gonna be a nice commercial. That's your first national commercial. My first national commercial. The biggest thing I've probably ever bought. Oh my God, that's awesome. Hey, you know what? I'm always like, you got to start somewhere. So Tiffany is my guest today, as I was saying before, and she is an actress here in Los Angeles. And, you know, um, 
as di- different from my previous guests, you are on the younger side <laughs> and more of a, more of a, um, you've done more television and film, correct? Uh, actually more film. More really film. Yeah. Television. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've done one TV thing. I think I saw. Yes. One TV thing. It was like a BET miniseries. And you did a guest star, which is, that's hard to book. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to book, but um, I guess it really is if you know the right people. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, you're, it's, it's one of those things where it's a numbers game and you're just starting and, you know, but listen, this is, is going to be an exciting episode for me because I want to learn what you know about creating content. You have a bachelor's degree in cinema and television production, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> so let's talk about that. And let's talk about your series, um, The Life of an Actress. You guys, she has her own YouTube channel, which has like 36,000 subscribers, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you have. And then one of my, one of two of the, the, the most watched uh, videos that you have that are only like a minute long, I think, right? Yes. Uh, there's one that's called Last Looks, and then there's one that's called Harry Back, and I both <laughs> I love both of them. So let's talk a little bit about your your series, how that came about, and um, and your degree and all of that stuff, how that works as being an actress. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I knew I wanted to do film. I, I just like everybody in high school, you don't quite know where you want your life to go. And uh, I was trying to find what my passion was. And um, I guess I'm going to start back all the way I'm back in high school, just so I give you a little. Uh, yeah, yeah. To how I started. Uh, so how, why I went to school first and then television production instead of acting. Um, so I had a bunch of friends that said, hey, if you want to pass a class, it's really easy class. Take filmmaking. And I was like, OK, yeah, sure. Oh, really? I just want to get out of high school really quickly or as quick as I could. So I ended up taking um, filmmaking. And I remember our final project had to be like a music video that we got to shoot on campus and just for fun. And I had the most fun I had ever had. In any shooting class. that. Nice. And I just knew that's what I wanted to do with my life. But you were born and raised, you were born and raised in Los Angeles, right? So you're kind of around it. Like, is your family in the industry at all? Yes. So my dad, um, back in the day was a very, very, uh, prominent stuntman back in the eighties. Oh, nice. um, He would come back with all these all these stories about being on set and sometimes I would go and um, it just looked like so much fun to live in this pretend world. Um, And the stunts were super, super cool at like age four. My dad was having me like jump off of like scaffoldings and into like a, you know, a bag and everything was safe. It was just, I had no fear of that. And it was just so much fun. Um, Wait, did they, wait, did, when you were on set, did they let you kind of jump in when you were like four years old and just do some stuff in between takes or something? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. But that's what I was imagining. I was imagining you were like on the Warner Brothers set and they're like, sure, come on over and just jump on this bag. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> that would have been amazing. But I think that they, <laughs> that would have been a real liability. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they didn't have a four-year-old jumping off of any buildings. Um, no, no. But it looked like such a fun world. Um, essentially, while it was fun being in a pretend world, my dad also told me about the rejection side of being in the film industry and how hard it is wanted to do anything else than be in the film industry because it just seems so hard and scary. Yeah. Um, so even as a stuntman, he completely saw the rejection side of it because I don't know that world at all being a stunt person or, you know, if it's something that's, it seems like a very small world, but obviously it's still the industry. Yes, it is definitely still the industry. There's st- there's definitely still politics involved and um, he didn't have a a very cynical view on it, but it was not the best. Yeah. And yeah, I just didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to go through that. I wanted to go through something a little bit more stable, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So when I was growing up and going through high school, I wasn't in any shows. I wasn't making any content of my own it was just sort of trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do and then I took this class this filmmaking class and I just uh, I kind of sat there and I was like god damn (laughs) this is what I want to do I I don't know anything else I want to do with my time and and that's um, kind of that's kind of the question right like if there's anything else I always say that to young actresses any actresses like if there's anything else you can think of doing do it because there's so many people in this industry who's that's all they ever want to do right yes yes and if if I mean I feel like I've I'd known that with my dad and him talking about it but I just knew I wouldn't love anything more and I couldn't see myself doing anything else um yeah but I didn't just want to be an actress I think I I actually started wanting to be an actress and and wanting to act when I was in college so I went to Cal State Northridge um I graduated with a degree in cinema and television production it was the most fun I'd ever had in school and I in class you have to use your your own classmates in your own projects because we didn't have just actors hanging around. Yeah. We're testing, we're testing camera movements. We're testing lighting. We're testing all this fun stuff, but we don't have the, you know, the access to any actors just randomly sitting around. So we used each other and I just realized a lot of people were using me in their things. Yeah, because I saw your reel. So you guys, if you go to TiffanyDeMarco.com, she's got her own website, which is fabulous. And and uh, and your reel is really good. And I'm like, you must, if you haven't taken any acting classes, which I haven't gotten to yet, but if you if you went into college and people were using you, you obviously have this natural ability. Yes. Yeah. I. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I do. I have this absolute love and I think it's something that is just innate in me where I love telling stories and it doesn't matter which medium it is it could be through a camera with lights uh through editing or it could be specifically 
with my body and what I do. Um, yeah. So it was a lot, it, it was a revelation to me when I, when I found out that, Hey, I might be good at this. And so, yeah, yeah. After college, I then, um, took acting classes. I started working at, um, a production company as an intern when I was in college and I worked really hard, spent three months without pay at the production company. And then I got hired, which was awesome. (laughs) Nice. And you got hired, you got hired in production at this company or did you get hired as an actress? In production. Oh, yes. okay. So you know, I it's was so this yeah. is sorry to interrupt you. This is such a smart path. And I, I talk about in the podcast how being an actress, there's no linear way of doing it. There's no like you do A, B, and C and then you get D. Like it's not that's what this is. It's a very interesting if you want to put it positively, a very interesting path. Um, but what you did in going into production and going into the other side on the other side of the table is so smart in this environment that we're in of creating your own content and understanding the medium of film and television and all those things. So I just wanted to interject that compliment to you, but also just how, how interesting it is to have someone who has the degree that you have and also who is interned in production and now, you know, doing production and all of that. So continue on. <laughs> oh yeah. No, thank you so much. Um, yeah. So I, I got, uh, I got the job there and we created some live action videos. YouTube wasn't very big at the time. I mean, there was a mm-hmm. couple things on there. Not, I, I did not know that the industry was going to go this way where content is ultimately king at this point. Yeah. Um, and if you can create your own content now, you can become your own studio, which was never the case when I was growing up and going to college. It was always about um, what can you pitch to the big networks? Netflix yeah. didn't come along yet. No, Hulu wasn't around. It was, it, it was sort of, it was also a shot in the dark, you know? Um, if you wanted to become an actress and also create your own content. Yeah. It's such a, it's, I mean, even in the past five years, it's changed so much the industry, but you're so right in creating your own content. That's such an important topic to talk about, especially for, you know, not, not just young actors, any actors that, that is the, that's the name of the game now is create your own work which is hard for people who don't have the degree that you have or the experience you have behind the table. All they know is the craft. So now they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I create my own content? Yeah. I mean, I was lucky enough to, to want to, to choose to be behind the camera, to learn that side of it because it's so important in creating stories. Yeah. And, um, so I ended up working at this production company, the production company, unfortunately went under, but after, after that, I started taking acting classes. I took the Meisner technique, Stella Adler. Um, I've taken Margie Haber's audition techniques and I went through a lot of managers and agents in my lifetime. Yes. Um, just uh, trying to put me in a box Mm-hmm. So I sort of gave up at one point on 
on creating my own content and pursuing acting fully. And when I did, I felt there was some sort of weird depression that just sort of loomed over me. Oh, yeah. And I didn't quite know what it was until I realized that, wait a second, I'm not, I'm not just an actress. I'm a creator. I've always been. Yeah. One of my good friends, Andy Pagana, um, he's yes. the one who was the sitting one. with me. He was the one who was sitting with me, and he told me that um, if I wanted to be happy, I needed to create my own content and stop waiting for other people to give me the chance. Oh, that's such a good point. That is so smart. And Andy is the one who introduced the, uh, you and I to each yes. other. We haven't even officially met in person yet. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy is so right. And it is such a smart observation because you said it earlier, we are storytellers. So however that story is created, you know, back in the old, old days, you know, you had studios that came to you as an actress and they were like, we're going to pay you a salary every week. We're going to change your name. We're going to color your hair. We're going to make you so-and-so and we're going to give you the work. And we have all the writers and directors and producers, and they're going to make content for you. Those days are done. They exist yes. a little bit, but those days are done. But what's exciting and, and not not in a negative way, but now in a positive way is that what you said is that you can have your own content. You can create your own stuff. And, you know, as a beautiful actress, which you are, do something really funny that is a minute long video in a YouTube channel and get 12 million people to watch it. I mean, that's incredible. Yes. You essentially can become your own production company. Yes. Your so own, your own studio, your own big studio. You have your own audience. You can compete with them, which is the craziest thing that has yes. ever happened. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, you know, and thank, you know, going back to Andy, thank, thankful that I'm so thankful that Andy put that bug in your ear and said, listen, do this, get out of that depressive, uh, depressive pl place. Cause I've been there. I know hundreds of actresses that have been there as well, feeling like, you know, no one's giving me a job. I don't have any auditions. I feel this, I feel that. And just feeling like this cloud over you. But now you can create your own stuff. Yes. And you don't have to wait for somebody else to give you the opportunity. You can take the opportunity, which is so yes. empowering. It's so empowering. Oh my God. So empowering. I love it. And I, and I fought against it for a while. In fact, there's a blog that I did um, when Confessions of an Actress was a blog. Mm -hmm. It's called I'm Not a Pioneer because I didn't, I, I did not want to create my own content. I'm from a generation before you um, <laughs> where I did, you know, I, I just want to go audition. I want someone to write for me. I'm, I, I feel like I'm more of a muse, if you will. I want to create, you know, I'm a dancer first. And so I, you know, I'm like, I'm not a choreographer. I want someone to give me the steps, give me the words, give me the uh -huh. music, give me the story and I will create it for you or I will perform it for you. But in terms of me, like I've worked against that so much and I know I'm not alone with people who are having to create their own content now, right? Yes, you are definitely not alone. We are all we are all there and it, it, and it doesn't matter. There's, it's, it's not like an acting job where there's one part, you get that one part. And unfortunately, if you miss it, you just miss it. There's so many, 
that the audience wants to watch as many things as they possibly can. Yeah. So they'll watch yours and then watch some someone else's and then that will that will lead them to someone else and that will lead them to someone else and they'll just keep watching and it's just like there's no there's no shortage of what you can accomplish. Yeah. And the people you can reach. Like if one person wants to watch one specific show then that's fine. You end up as an actor not being able to be on that show and it's sad and blah, blah, blah. But on the internet, it's such a, it's like the wild, wild west. Everything really so is. New. <laughs> Everything's yeah. so new. And there's so much possibility. Yeah. And Just, that's so, so how did, how did the life of an actress come about? So how, from that oh. conversation with Andy, how did that come about? So I was on, um, I was on set. Uh, I had filmed, um, a horror movie a couple of years ago and is, wait, is that the one in the reel where you, um, there's like a girl that's hanging and she's got blood on her mouth and you're like, you're the, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Okay. I'm, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but if you go, go to her website and look at her reel and it's really disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is that one. Yes. It's called Anarchy <laughs> Parlor. It's on Showtime. Go check it out. Wait, what's um, it called? What's, what's it called again? It's called Anarchy Parlor. Anarchy Parlor on Showtime. Okay. I'm going to go watch it. Okay. Go yeah. on. So you were doing, you were doing that horror film. So I was, I was on that horror film and, um, it was in Lithuania and I spent five weeks in Lithuania. Oh, nice. Yes. It was, it's, Horror films are not my, uh, I guess my, um, Your jam cup of tea. <laughs> Your cup exactly, of tea. It's not exactly what I like doing. I love comedy. Um, yes. and in order for myself to be creative, I just sort of had to film or come up with ideas, uh, while on set. And so there, uh, it was funny because the Lithuanian crew that was out there that was hired for the job, mm-hmm. they were, uh, they weren't, <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't think they were creepy in any way. They didn't mean to do it on purpose. It's just some, I guess, uh, personal I know, space. I know some where you're per- going with this. <laughs> personal space was ignored a little bit. And the sound guy would reach up into my shirt and he, he was never, he was never creepy. He was never trying to like do anything other than his job. However, um, my personal space wasn't observed too well. So, so for people who don't, so for people, so for people who are not in the industry, when, when she says that someone had to reach up into your shirt, you know, a lot of times that is a sound person putting your mic in place or that is maybe moved or whatever. So yeah. there might be some people who are like, what is, what is she talking about? That's invading your personal space. But I know what you mean because I've been on set where, but mostly here in America and I've, I worked over in, um, in Russia and I had a invading a personal space, um, issue with, <laughs> with someone over there when I was working. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's like, I, I, I'm not offending any Europeans. I doubt it's a European thing. I think it's just a, I don't know. It's just an industry thing. No idea. But, but yes, when you're, when you're doing, um, 
sound and they go up your shirt or they maybe move your hair out of the way and happen to brush something. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the, yes, I, I get it. I get it. They're not doing it on purpose. I know yes. that it I never felt uh, uneasy in that way where I felt like I was being taken advantage of. I never felt like that. It was just a funny moment because cultural differences were just so evident. <laughs> yeah, you know and um, I I just remember talking about it and I just thought it was so funny. and at one point, uh, I got done with the scene and he was trying to take the mic off of me. And I, and I told him to stop, wait a second. I pulled him <laughs> all the way to the camera where the camera was. And Andy was actually the person running the camera. Oh, and wow. I go, yeah. And I go, Andy, I need you to roll on this. Just one oh. take. <laughs> and then that's how life of an actress started. I just decided to do funny things that happen on set and just film them in one take. And that, oh my God. So the, so last looks, which is the, the one minute video that you have, that's 12 million views on your YouTube channel. Is that, is did Andy film that? Is that actually filmed in Lithuania? Oh no, that one's actually filmed here. Um, I just continued the series and now it's become this idea where, um, I just like to call out all the funny, awkward moments that happen for actresses in the business. Oh, my God. And you do it so well. You do it so well. Super awkward, super short, funny, one take. And um, people like it. (laughs) I don't know why. I think they just. Yeah, it's sort of like seeing me in uncomfortable moments. <laughs> and it's, you, you know what, um, I, I, it is one of those things where I've watched the video, I've watched Last Looks and Harry Back. Those are my favorite ones. I've watched <laughs> them a couple of times. Uh, I've actually watched them like five times each, probably, probably 10, let's say, let's be honest. And I'm watching your, <laughs> your if you do it in one take, your face and your reactions to what's happening is so it's my favorite kind of comedy because it's so situational and not in your face. It's kind of subtle, but so funny because we've, and obviously as an actress, we've all been there. If you've been on set and you've had an awkward moment where you're in the middle of like a a take and somebody stops the take and (laughs) has to do something. And then, you know, I don't want to ruin the video for people who haven't seen it, but it's, um, it's hilarious. And what a, you know, going back to when you were talking about creating your own content and it being kind of a wild, wild west, like who was to know that this minute long video would take fire, right? I, no idea. And you, you'll you never know. It's, it's crazy. I don't know how it happened. I mean, I posted it a year before it got any traction. Really? Yes. It was up there for a year. The first video was up there for over a year. And maybe had a hundred views or anything. I and then all of the sudden, all of a sudden it blew up. And I want to say almost overnight, and it went viral. And that's crazy. I, so what is what would be your advice for people who want to do this? Like, would you say just do what you think is funny? Because that's kind of where this started, right? Yes, I would say. I would say, and not. I don't really know how it works but 
just put up content that you think is funny and that you would love to see. And you have to be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. You have to keep working at it. Yeah. And it's, and, and also it, like you said, it could not take fire for a year. And do you have any idea why all of a sudden in this, a year later that it just got, people started watching it? Was there like a, an initial launching off point or anything? I honestly think that YouTube's funny. YouTube's a funny thing. Um, I believe somebody posted some kind of similar video and YouTube started suggesting my video. Oh, nice. On the sidebar and people were clicking on it. And then it just happened where people were talking about it. Then people started sharing it and people started commenting and it just blew up. And then after that, everything else on my channel started to have the drop off from that video. Right. So people would start to see who you are and wanted to see other things you're in and see your other content. And then the subscribers kept growing and it just ended up taking off from there. And it was, it's not an exact science, but yeah, I mean, if it wasn't exact, if it was an exact science, I'm sure everybody would be doing, you know, like, like I said earlier, like there's no A, B, C, and then you get D. It just kind of, you know, happens. It really does. It really does. And if you just, if, you start posting videos and you have fun making videos that in turn, I think will just provide the content that's needed on your channel and people will eventually see it. Yeah. And do what you you do, do what you love and going back to like what you're passionate about and what you feel like you love to do because, um, a long time ago, I had a, um, a, a represent, a, a rep, if you will, representation of mine, um, who was a manager who said, you know, I was a Broadway girl and, and he kept saying, you're really funny. You're really funny. You should do something funny. And I did not think that of myself, but I liked doing stuff that was funny, but there was this, this, uh, this, um, talk among the industry and my reps with, uh, people who are attractive and doing funny. I don't know if you've come across that, but if you, for some reason, if you're pretty or semi pretty or however you want to rank pretty, Mm -hmm. if you do comedy, that's not a, it, it, it doesn't go together or I don't know, you kind of have to prove yourself. Do you find that that's an issue with you? I mean, obviously you don't now that you have this 12 million (laughs) people. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I funny enough, I have encountered that issue so many times. All of my reps, all of my reps specifically um, put me in a box. Mm -hmm. And it was always the hot girl box. It was never, you can be a character person. You can be the funny person. And it would always just drive me crazy because that's who I want wanted to be that's who I wanted to play and who I am as a person yeah regardless of what I look like I do I actually create content that are very character driven and funny and self-deprecating and yes <laughs> just exactly my favorite kind of comedy and yeah and I and I I applaud you for doing that because I as well was put into a box early in in my early 20s like you know you're, you're gonna be the hot dumb blonde and I'm like oh great that's that's really interesting it's like not as an actor not interesting at all 
but yeah. maybe to some, you know what? Maybe there are some blondes who are like, I want to be the, you know, the hot, dumb blonde. That's what you want to play. Great. Mm-hmm. Not me. I wanted to do more um, interesting comedy. And so to see your minute long video, I mean, Andy, I, 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 Andy's the one who connected us, our friend Andy. And he, you know, he saw in you the same kind of comedy that I like to do. So I think him saying for me to go and, and watch your videos and kind of making that introduction is so um, so true with, in, ter- in terms of the, the type of comedy that we both like to do as mm-hmm. actresses, but also that we like to watch. And he's also, you know, he's in your videos a few times, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but going back to the, the subject matter in terms of being like pretty and whatever and funny, it sounds like a really stupid, like, like thing to say is that like, oh, you can't be pretty and funny, but it is an issue, right? It's, it definitely is an issue, and that's why um, I'm never really given the chance if I go out theatrically to do something like that, to do stuff that I would create for myself. And so, in turn, that's why you have to create that for yourself. Yeah. I feel, unfortunately, people sometimes lack imagination. They only see you as what they can place what box they can place you in. And I don't think people are that black and white. They're not. That's what makes people interesting and characters yes. interesting, you know? And so do and you I, find that now that you've done, you know, uh, last looks and you have this, this, uh, you know, YouTube following, do you find that you're, that you are, um, that you're going in on more things that are funny or, or is it kind of not going that route? Funny, uh, funny enough, let me tell you about this story that just happened to me. Okay. <laughs> um, I will let you decide if I'm going on or not. <laughs> okay, okay, so um, let's see. It is April 2019, last okay. month, the end of the month. Uh, my theatrical agent dropped me. <gasps> no way. Out yes, of the blue? They dropped me. Well, they dropped me. Our year contract was up. They didn't get me out very much, um, you know. I, and and if they did get me out, I was going out for one line stripper, or oh my god, <laughs> you know, okay, like, hot girl at the club or whatever it was. I, I wasn't going out very much, and on top of that, I was going out for very minimal things. And they they couldn't really get me in the room. And I understand them dropping me. I did have a manager at the time who introduced me to uh, my commercial agent and I signed with my commercial agent um, February of this year. So it was only a couple months ago. Um, Three days later after my theatrical agent dropped me, my manager dropped me. And yes, that was heartbreaking. Definitely. Um, I can't say I haven't, I can't say I haven't been there. (laughs) Yes, we've all been there. You've all been there. Unfortunately, it's a part of the business, but continue. So um, so that was really hard. I didn't know what I had done wrong, but I, I decided to pick my head up and just keep going. And I had my commercial rep, and that was, that was it. And I guess I'd have to find new representation. I ended up two days later, getting an audition for a Subaru commercial. Uh-huh. Two days later. Two days later. 
I got the call back a week later and then the avail that same day. And the avail was sent to my old manager who just <gasps> dropped me. Yes. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to I don't be think so... I could have I don't think so I could have planned it any better. <laughs> I don't mean to sound so revengeful in my celebrating, but I love when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> forwarded it to me oh that's and nice. I said thank you so much I'll respond to them <laughs> thanks for this national commercial um of you know avail yeah and you're not a part of it bye <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it's just that's you know it, it taught me a really great lesson because things that might seem bad or not look too good in the moment mm. can actually turn out to be great Yes. And you know what? And this business and work to your advantage. Exactly. And this business is really fickle. I'm not going to lie. There is a weird thing about it where you can be, you know, you're the same actor, you're the same person that you've been and you've been trudging along for however many years. And all of a sudden, all, you know, you get, you get one job that makes you, you know, in front of, in front of a bunch of people, maybe on TV, on stage, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, all of these agents and managers that you've been desperately knocking on their door, they all of a sudden are like, oh my God, you're amazing. I want to rep you. And then you're like, where the hell have you been all this time? (laughs) But that's what your brain is thinking. You're smiling and shaking their hands and all that stuff. And then you get these, you get this representation and they, they see dollar signs in their eyes Mm -hmm. as they're sending you out and, you know, they're sending you out for whatever it is and they're working as hard as they can, but they have other clients and it's sort of like, you know, you're in like this rotary file. Now I'm, I'm aging myself, but rotary file (laughs) (laughs) and you're, you know, if for some reason you're not catching fire, they will just drop you because right now they're, you're not their ace anymore. It's like, you're in like, you're like an ace in a deck of cards and they're just kind of filing through looking for the ace and you were the ace, but now you're not the ace. So they just drop you. And it feels really personal at the time, especially because you feel like I've developed a relationship with this people, with these people. I feel like they're my, I don't know if you would say friend, but you know, you're on the phone with them a lot. You're talking with them a lot. I don't know. Like I've, I've had agents drop me where I've been like, I know your family. I've hung out with you. Like, and you're just like breaking up with me. It feels kind of like a, <laughs> yes. like a breakup. But the truth is, is that it's business. And as soon as your business starts repping or ramping up again, all of a sudden they come back again. Do you, I mean, maybe you haven't had that experience, but that's been my experience but to have an agent and a manager drop you, which I have had that happen to me, in the span of a week is really devastating. I mean, it it can it can throw you for a loop. So I think the universe was like, here, Tiffany, I'm going to give you a national commercial. And then I'm going <laughs> to send it to your old manager just for the little, like, you know, F you to him or, or her or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, I just hope it's a learning experience for him. Yeah. And it is for myself. I... Um, I truly believe that even though it was a really, really low point, it was just a really sad low point, less than a week later, I get this amazing news. And I know, I know now that I can create my own destiny, that Mm -hmm. I don't actually 
need them because I am a creator. I can't create yeah. my own content. I do. Like I, I have, and, and I get to focus on that now and none of that other stuff where please give me a job is in in the forefront of my mind. It's so far back there now. And yeah, it feels, it, it feels in the moment very devastating, but I mean, it all works out. It really does. And you just have to keep going. Yeah. And you have to give yourself those five minutes. I always say, give yourself your five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is of devastation because you know, in, in the, I call them the nine to fivers in the nine to five world. If you were to lose your job or get fired, which is kind of what that feels like, like you're not really losing your job, but you're losing your ability to go out on jobs or that's what you think with an agent and a manager, mm-hmm. which you're right. The business is changing so much that you don't really need them as much. Sorry, agents and managers. We love you. But there is, it is starting to change where you don't need to sit around and wait for them and you shouldn't wait for them to pick up the phone and, and get auditions for you. But it, you know, giving yourself that time to just grieve that moment or just process it, I think is emotionally healthy. Um, this is coming from your, you know, older actress who's been in the business a bit. Like, <laughs> give yourself that, you know, feel what that feels like because it sucks. Yes, yes, it does. But trust that it'll all work out. And there's a purpose for all of it. Yeah. And now you have a clean slate where you can then, you know, go out and start searching for somebody that does, you know, feel like when when they look at you, they don't just see dollar signs. They see potential. They see, you know, um, they have a fire lit within them about you. You are really hiring you know, you're hiring your manager and your agent, you're paying them. I always like to think of myself as a multi-million dollar commodity. You know, if mm-hmm. you're looking at yourself as a business, look at yourself in that way and go, I want to hire somebody who is going to, is going to be excited by me and not somebody that's waiting to drop me. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who believes in you and is in it for the long haul. Yeah. Because, because you, you have to have that kind of support system yeah in order to be to be in this business especially especially with this whole new internet youtube sensation thing at this point you can now be the creator of your own destiny yeah and speaking of that i hope that this you know, going through losing uh, representation and and now getting, you know, getting a commercial and now having this wide open space to do something new. I hope that there's some new ideas coming in. Um, oh, yeah. For life the of life an of an actress. actress. Oh, I yeah. Know I'm that- filming this. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> it is going I up there, it. guys. Don't- yeah. Don't give it away. But I, I hope that there's some new videos coming. Oh, yes, there are definitely new videos coming and I can't wait to share them with everyone. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I and I know that we talked about it earlier about me possibly being a guest. Oh, absolutely. You want to be the agent or the manager? (laughs) (laughs) I could be. You know what? That might be kind of fun. (laughs) You can do. There's so many things we could do together. I mean, there's so many just ideas. And uh, and that's what's fun about being able to do this and create your own stuff. So. Uh, along those lines, um, and to wrap up, I wanted, you know, 
I always am asking, uh, my guests, what advice they could give to, and, and you've, you've already, you've already sort of done this, given so much advice throughout this interview, mm -hmm. but is there any advice about starting your own YouTube channel, um, Instagram, you know, stories versus your feed, things like that, that, that maybe that, um, you've learned along the way or that you just know innately? Oh yeah, definitely. So with YouTube specifically, um, I would do, if you want to get paid via YouTube, you have to do content that is, um, it can't be too racy and it can't okay. have any swear words in it. Uh, that's if you want to get paid through it, put it out there, keep putting it out there, be patient, do what you love, write funny things, collaborate with people, just have fun and it will take off. People will notice you. Um, there's this, uh, an app that I use called VidIQ, and it helps with tags to help your your video get seen more. I would yeah, definitely so would look you, into something like that. So Vid, v -I -D, IQ. Vid IQ. And then mm -hmm. in terms of like hashtags and things like that, like how do you find the hashtags? What do you do? Is that Actually, is that this this program specifically um, sort of monitors it for you and finds oh, what okay. what it, it'll tell you what the good hashtags are what are what's trending at the moment um, what people are searching for and the more tags that you put onto your video the more the video will be able to have the chance uh, to be seen it'll pop to be up. Seen in that search. Yes. If people are yeah. searching a specific topic or whatever it is. Yeah. So and what do you that's think a about helpful tool? That's a really helpful tool. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and, um, what, what else about like, I know we all have iPhones or, or at least some of us have iPhones where, you know, you can film with that or, or would you, in terms of equipment, would you, or, or production value, since you have a degree in this, like, what would mm -hmm. you think that the, um, the, the, the just starting out actress or the actress that doesn't really know about it, like what kind of equipment should they use lighting, all that stuff? Well, it's funny enough, uh, videos on YouTube, they don't have to be of feature film quality, which is, which is great. You can actually yeah. use your iPhone to film most of it. Um, I specifically have a camera. I have a, a Canon T6i. It's, um, it's a really great small affordable camera it's uh very good for for my whole setup is very affordable i would say yeah. um but you know you get a tripod you get a camera you have some friends come out um you can buy a small light kit on amazon for like 70 80 bucks it's and play around have fun yeah you know, like if yeah. something doesn't look right on the monitor, then change it up. I think that um, really it's all about just testing and having fun. If you didn't go to college for it. Um, and I think writing out scripts, writing out ideas, writing them down, getting together in a writing session, they all lend to you uh, creating more content that is um, easy to shoot and manageable because if you're writing like a whole bunch of content that for instance the car chase involved and you, you gotta like 
got to be realistic about what you can shoot, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you have some sort of, you know, big budget and like a, I don't know, like a, a, a steady cam guy that's running alongside the car. Um, yeah, I'm re- like, <laughs> but, and YouTube is very much about relatable stuff, right? Things that are relatable to you because most likely they're relatable to everybody else. And people love watching things that are relatable. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is the truth. And going, you know, I, I like to think about doing, doing videos on Instagram or doing videos on your YouTube channel or things like that. I like to think about us kind of as kids, like playing make-believe, you know, and now we just are older and we have our, we have this, you know, fancy equipment maybe, or maybe we just have our iPhone, but it's, it's really just kind of getting, getting back to the basics of storytelling and just having fun. And so like inviting some of your friends over and just, you know, coming up with some ideas and, you know, opening a bottle of wine and being like, let's just make a video or let's write, write out something to do. And it kind of, I think it's really good for all aspects of the business, um, not just for actresses or actors. It's good for creative people to be creative, right? Yes, absolutely. It's, I feel, I truly feel you keep doing what you love. Nothing but good can come out of it. You, you bring that energy into your life Yeah. where creativity begets creativity. You will become successful. You just have to be patient. You have to keep grinding at it. And yeah, and you're right. It's like a boomerang effect in terms of like, you know, uh, the law of attraction or, or how you feel. And if you're in this victim place of like, woe is me, I don't have any auditions or whatever, Mm -hmm. then you're going to keep feeling that. But, But if you are in a place of creating your own content, feeling happy about it, feeling creative, bubbling with ideas, feeling passionate and happy, and you're with your other creative friends and you're doing stuff, you know, if anything, if it doesn't catch fire, let's just say like worst case scenario, nobody sees your YouTube video. This is what I always think of. I think of myself at a hundred years old. Cause I hope to live to be a hundred. I don't know why I've always wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> think of yourself as a hundred sitting in your rocking chair and going, Oh my God, remember all those ideas that I had that I didn't do or looking back at all these really fun videos that you did that you can now be like, you know, look at grandma, look at, look what grandma used to do, or just, <laughs> just for your own scrapbook of life. Right. I mean, that's kind of like worst case scenario. You have an amazing, funny video of yourself. Yes, absolutely. You have something out there in the world yeah. that will always live there. Yeah. You've, you've contributed. Cool I mean, thing. I think you know, your, your video, Harry back. <laughs> <laughs> that was real, by the way. <laughs> that was not real. Real. Okay. The, there, okay. There okay tell that story. That... That's gotta happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they over-exaggerated it when, when we put the camera on, but, um, you know, there's peach fuzz on every single human being. Okay. Not yeah. everybody is just hairless. And Nobody's hairless, you guys. No one's hairless. <laughs> no That's one's a whole hairless. other episode. Let's <laughs> be, yeah, no. Um, and uh, they're supposed to put a tattoo on the back of my neck, and I have peach fuzz. And they kept talking about how in a real tattoo parlor they would shave the the hair off in order to do the the tattoo but they couldn't find a razor and then they started oh to talk about how actually hairy my back was oh and my god it just 
my back is not hairy. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it, it made, and I was just so, I thought it was the funniest thing and how awkward it made me feel. And I was like, let's roll this. Let's do it. And everybody just ramp it up and just keep talking about how hairy my back is. That was hilarious. I have to say is hilarious. And th- see, and when you're a hundred, you're going to be looking back at that video and being like, oh my God, look at grandma. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> she had a hairy back. <laughs> she had a hairy back and now look at her back. No, I'm just kidding. No, I... <laughs> I mean, that is the kind of stuff that happens on set all the time. And you are so, you so landed on something that I'm so glad that you, you, when, you know, cause sometimes we have ideas and we don't follow through with them. I am so glad that you had this idea. You followed through with it because it's so funny. (laughs) Thank Um, you. It really is. And I just, you know, I can't wait to meet you and hang out and do a video together and hopefully share a set together doing anything commercial, TV show, whatever it is, because I just think you're great. And I think Andy connects great people. So thank you, Andy. Yes. Thank you, Andy. (laughs) And thank you so much for being a guest on, on my podcast. And I, you know, I, I, I would love to have you on again. I I keep telling that to all my guests because I just want to keep talking to them. (laughs) So it's so much fun. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Meredith. I'm so, it's such a pleasure to, to talk about this and hopefully this helps other actors and creators in this, um, in this city, because it is, it is the wild west and we all need as much advice as we can. (laughs) And, and as much of a support system, I always say, you know, it's good to have a tribe there's, there's a lot of competition. As your dad said, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of the negative, but you know, there's enough no in this industry that we need to focus on the yes. We need to focus on the good and focus on, you know, ways of, of lifting each other up. And I hope that that's what this podcast does. That's really my goal. Um, and, and yeah, so I think that we've done that. I definitely think we've done that with this episode. So thank you again, Tiffany. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Meredith. And okay. I hope you have the, I hope we work together soon. <laughs> we will. I'm putting it out there in the universe. It's happening. We, we at least have to meet. <laughs> oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening soon. Okay. Awesome. To support this podcast, make a donation or become a sponsor, visit confessionsofanactress.com. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meredith Patterson. And remember, have vision for what you want and be grateful for where you are.